That ain't it. Hey, hey we're everybody. Back. This is Chops Podcast. I'm Steve Peterson. And I am Jack Hinkle. And it is College Go Week. I was going to do that as our little hook. Okay, go ahead. And this it's is College, College Go, Go Week. Week. So Steve is repping his uh, UK, which he did not attend, but he does love right. their basketball and wishes their football was better. Ooh, yay! Yeah, UK! Um, I... Apparently, I only own like two pieces of Butler gear, so I'm repping the uh, You're bugging. High Brass 2022. I am bugging, You're dude. You're bugging. I, That's like well, today's Wednesday. I wore it Monday, Tuesday, so now I'm out. Wow. I know. I need to get more well, Butler I'm swag. Going, I did. I did DePaul, and then I did Purdue. Well, you're like triple dipping, dude. Well, That's I like did Kentucky, right. and then I'm yeah, I'm going back to uh, Purdue and um, Kentucky. So I would never wear North Carolina or something trashy like that. <coughs> so I would not. North Carolina, wow. And I was like, the Tar Heels would not do that. Would not no. do Tar Heels? No way. I'm sure the Tar Heels feel similar about UK. Oh, boy. But. <clears throat> so with us here today. Well, you probably heard that person coughing. Because it there. wasn't me. It wasn't <laughs> <laughs> We have our third guest today, Jack. Fascinating. It is fascinating. And we would love to welcome Mr. Matt Fafaro. Thank you, thank you. Yeah! Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Mr. Fafaro, they don't call you Mr. F, do they? No, no. Yeah, they just call you Mr. Not Fafaro. least to my face. Oh, that's true. We've all been called things behind our backs, and it's best not to hear that. But Matt Fafaro is a member of the Concord High School faculty, and he is a member of our social studies department. And um, Matt is an esteemed colleague and does a bang-up job teaching government and AP government. And Jack, you had Matt had as a Matt. teacher. I had Matt senior year back in the day for government. I remember being a lawyer in yeah. one of those uh, little role-playing skit trial. kind of mock yeah. trials. Yeah, mock trials. Yes, and I I only remember that I blew an objection. Like I I, I recall that I I messed that one up. We yeah. call it the Hinkle mistake, and we try. Yeah, I'm sure you talk about it every lawyers day. ever do it again. <laughs> never do it again. You don't want to be like Jack Hinkle. Don't be Jack Hinkle. No, I yeah. had a I had a great experience in that class yeah. though, because I I knew nothing. Right. I knew nothing beforehand, and going into that, it was like <clears throat> eye opening. That's cool. So this is kind of exciting for us because we do appreciate Matt's friendship and um, um, his uh, professional um, impact on our school community, and he is a wonderful teacher and a wonderful human being. Uh, my sons both had him as a teacher and somebody that they certainly looked up to and still do to this day and wanted to um, invite you and also, you know, kind of open up our um, window that right. this year, our first non-music guest. And we wanted to formally welcome you, Matt well, Fafaro, to the stage. It is truly, seriously, an honor. I, both you guys, your enthusiasm, your professionalism, what you do as music instructors uh it, it's something i can feed off of uh it's Thank not you. like you're we're in different jurisdictions we're all educators in what mm -hmm. we do and um and what you can get students to do and and your love and passion for students is something i'm like yeah i can do that and and just our interaction together sometimes yeah. i'm like these are great guys i really enjoy yeah. being around and, and right. so those students are very lucky Thank to, you. to get to, as well as your other um, directors that yeah. get to hang out with you and maybe wives and other people that sure. you know and things uh, on that well, well thank you yeah. it's um it's fun to try to think about how to continue to build uh, professionalism and share best practices and in our building and this is another way that we could do that so what we'd like to do is give you the chance to talk and maybe back it up a little bit to um, early years of Matt Fafaro 
briefly where where were you born where were you raised and then maybe into college and how do you got into education and then to your current situation and your family and hear about that we have music in the background when i start to yeah sure we'll cue it up we'll cue it up yeah yeah you want dramatic music or like happy what's we could put this on a um iMovie trailer oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) very dramatic so you know as a history and government teacher i can talk about the day i was born that lbj died on my birthday january 22nd 1973 and one of the landmark court cases of all time also was the opinion was given that day which some will say they don't want to talk about but it's roe versus wade was that day so when people go this is a terrible day in history i'm like no it's my birthday <laughs> this is a good thing yeah. 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 you were destined to be a government teacher if that right. both of those things well that will be well, another part of the story later here well, we should we should back it up and like look at our birthdays to see yeah, what what's going on. Did be, was Beyonce born on <laughs> yeah. your birthday or something? But I was born in Elkhart, so uh, and um, so I grew up a Minuteman. I went yeah. to Concord. I I can almost throw baseball in my house in Green Valley, so right, right near Mister Culp where he lived. Yeah, and so came through Concord. I can remember when the activity center was being built in '84. Cool. Like, oh man, the additions and things and. I also grew up with older siblings that went through Concord. So my three older siblings, I had two sisters and a brother, and they were all part of the marching band. So I grew up with, where are we going here this week? And okay. going to some invite yeah. and not having any clue about all what yeah. it was about. But yeah, so um, yeah, went to Southside and then um, at Southside. You, you I know, said, we used to call them the midget men. Yes. And yeah. then my- <laughs> But sixth, now we don't call them the midget men anymore. Fifth, we call fourth grade year fifth grade year we had a vote and we wanted to change it and so because that was skyhawks and skyhawks won by one vote oh you mean that was the official yes well it was yeah well that is as an eastside patriot we just thought that was funny okay so wait did you guys go to school together i graduated in 87 you graduated 91 so, so like he was the guy that would push me other. into the line. I was the one okay. that yeah. like set the school going, set the school and then on he kind of came in to the red carpet, set the school on fire. No. <laughs> Oops, no, nope, sorry. Okay, so you graduated. You went to Southside. Yeah, and then the Seventy Sixers almost got it by one. They lost by one vote. That could have been Southside Seventy Sixers. So never knew that. But that would have helped you. That would have been good for your golf class too. But that it was because the basketball team won the NBA title that. Oh. That time. Wait a second. When I introduced you, did I say U.S. history? Did I say government. You said government. But I also okay. I do sometimes like long ago U.S. history. So, but okay. I don't anymore. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, then I started actually played trumpet, and then they said my lips weren't ready for it, so I they switched me to trombone. Max Malt from no. Ghost, he was my private instructor because my brother had him as a trumpet. So Max and I, if I still see him, I'm like, hey, he's he yeah. treating me great. Um, then I, in uh, my junior high years, um, I, we, my mom and I moved down to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Ah, now you're what? starting. Yes. Mm, okay. So I lived well, there for about a year, but my sister got her master's degree there. So I oh. had already, some guy named Michael Jordan was there too huh. during that time. Football player? Something? Yeah, he was yeah. a great he, receiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah great yeah, receiver. Great, great, yeah. Great, yeah. And uh, so then after that, um, um, I came back to Concord halfway through my freshman year. Something was going on with sports there was a guy named sean kemp here and so that was pretty cool well, yeah sean kemp played um saxophone in fifth and sixth grade 
And he was a wide receiver. Yes, I remember seeing the pictures of Sean. And his uh, like knee pads came up to like his thigh, you yeah. know, because the dude was 6'10". Yeah. Yes. And for our listeners that might not know, Sean Kemp is Concord's claim to fame, right? right. He was the pro, he went pro man. basketball, right. but he was, I mean, people would like line up outside of Concord, right, to see oh. those games. I mean, it was like He graduated ridiculous. in 88, and he was like the big deal, and he ended up playing no college ball and went to the Supersonics after a year out, and then he was an all-star, and... So it was, would have been your senior year that maybe the last time we had a loss at yes. Concord High School's gym. And then throughout my whole high school career. They never I, lost. They never lost. Wow. And it wasn't until college that I came back and watched us to lose to Goshen. I think it was our first home loss. Wow. Yeah, it was so a big time. It was, yeah. And I, I can recall coming back and Mr. Jones saying, we're going to put you like at in the middle of the chair rankings or if you guys all still. And I wasn't like the last chair as a freshman moving. And some of the upperclassmen were not happy with me already moved in because, as Mr. Golden will tell you, I was on the all-star band in junior high. Hey. So hey. they already knew. Mr. Jones knew me a little bit. Hey, cool. And Mr. Golden and I were actually at the all-star band together. He kept the program or something and said, look, here's our names together. That's so pretty small world, Yes, man. it was a very small world in that. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Magnificent Seven, I think the, the, the yeah. theme song. I remember that was a very difficult one uh, to, to play. Uh, but that's the only thing I can remember. Sorry about that. No, that was that's good. good. That was that's good. good. Yeah. And then so, you went to college where? So I went to Bloomington for a year, and then I came back to uh, IUSB. Okay. I um, so College Goal Week, you could do either one, Bloomington or South Bend. Even though I'm a North Carolina fan, I support their academics yeah. and IU, and um, I started coaching right away. Um, so that was. Because of the cost of IU, I came back, but also uh, Mr. Dawson got me. I said, hey, I'd like to coach, and there was an opening. So I started coaching as a, in 1992, basically. So the seniors that year were sophomores when I was in high school. So they had to call me coach and sir and stuff. And you started with the high school football team? Yeah, I was a receiver wow. coach. So I started coaching in college. And uh, so 18 years of coaching I did. So I just kind of moved up the ranks a little bit in that. And also, I started to announce baseball games my junior year in college. So when I say announce, just, you know, called the sure. and stuff and ran the scoreboard and announced kids. So this is going to be my 30th year of announcing baseball games. So uh, wow. Mr. Preheim said he'll put up a sign when I die, but not yet. Oh, you know. for Farrow Field. Yeah. Well, no, it'll just be the press box because I'm not, you know, anything on that. Jokingly, you're joking on that. But I'm hoping to... I think there might be somebody that has over 30 years of contest worker experience. Not currently, but I'm trying to make sure I can maybe break that one record I can get. Yes. So, That's cool. yeah. So then uh, I got, I went to Friday ISB, had a job all lined up at Lafayette Jeff High School. And then um, I was goes, teaching um, summer school here and Mr. Staley and this, they said, hey, the government teacher has just resigned. Um, you can apply and Got the job, and 28 years later, here I am. So, so what year was your first year at Concord? 96, the fall of 96. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wow. And um, the reason why I was talking about being a government teacher, and you talked about, like, you were destined to be a government teacher. Actually, when I was in government here, um, I don't want to disparage our government teacher, but Mr. C. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. you know, so, I slept a few times in his class. So I think God was saying, okay, for punishment, you get to teach government for us. So, uh, and, uh, Perfect. but he's a great guy. He's a great guy. So I, I do. So, um, okay, wait, wait, 
let's uh i want to finish your your bio here then and then go back i have a question but then um got married natalie correct who is also on um faculty here at concord is yes. in the uh, business department mm -hmm. okay and two children yes and dominic's a freshman isabel's a junior okay at another school near us yep that gotcha. their nickname is the raiders yeah that might be yeah yeah but we live over there, so when people gotcha. go, "Oh, what are you doing?" Because yeah, we live there. there. Yeah, that's, sure. That's, that's district, it. yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so twenty-eight years at Concord. Correct. And uh, so, were, were you thinking that when um, Matt Matt was in college, were you thinking, "I want to, I want to be a coach, so I need to teach too," or are you thinking, "I wanted to teach, might as well coach." So that's another cue the music possibly here. So flashback <laughs> to sixth grade. Oh, sixth six. grade, wow. Yeah, we're when we had to give a speech about your life, what you wanted to do. I already said I want a podcast <laughs> in a stuffy room with a, bum, a bunch of clowns. I want to. I said I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted social studies. I wanted to be science. I didn't realize a minor that took more credits okay. as a sixth grader. Sure. So once I started taking my minor and get science credits, I'm like, wait, this is going to take way too long. So, but I wanted to coach. I wanted to go to IU. I wanted to play in the band at IU, but I didn't know that. Because when I was in North Carolina, my one of the buddies I got to meet, because we were right on near campus, so I'd hang out with older people because they seemed pretty cool. And he'd be like, dude, you want to be in the band in college because everywhere North Carolina athletics goes, like basketball, you get to go. So like they go to the national championship, you get to go. Right. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had always kind of said, this is what I wanted to do. And I know that's un usual for modern day many people go like we don't know what we want to do in college and that's okay but i got lucky i, I hate to what was the um what was the inspiration for that did you have do you think of like teachers or your parents teachers no or? At the, like i was the first of any anybody in our family although now i have a nephew that's a social teacher um another nephew is a, a math teacher over at northwood um and my sister-in-law is a teacher at grissom um Wow. So we, we have now a bunch Matt of people. Started in the yeah, fire. It's got the plague going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I had some good teachers at Southside. Uh, Mrs. Wood was my fourth grade teacher. Mrs. Hartman. Um, so social studies a little bit kind of got me, but it wasn't like something just right away. Just hey, this seems fun to do. I like. I guess you can say I like to play school. You know. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially that's, so young. That's, yeah. That's cool. I know. Mr. Gaff, too. I guess I need to give him props. Wow, Gaff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A gym teacher? Yes. Oh, he yeah. was like seven, seven foot, feet tall. Eight, seven, yeah. yeah, when I was a kid. He was around when I was a, yeah. a kid at Southside. Yeah. He yeah. was there when I was there. That's what we always say. Yeah. Fascinating. He's, he's still growing. He's actually eight and a half feet tall. <laughs> yeah. He's really good at basketball. And, yeah. But, yeah, you yeah. don't want him on the other team. That's right. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So that's where we are. Then, um. So as you can tell, Matt's pretty laid back and not very energetic. So I think that the energy obviously translates well into working with students. And, um, you know, it makes me think like um, my, my experience, like if I were in your class, I'd want to take, I'd want to be in, I'd want to be in government. Like I, I've been in your class, like I've, I've sat in your class and I, and I know the the temperature and I know the speed at what it works and the, how the communication works. And I'd want to be in your class. And I think that's kind of a, a fun thing to think about is that maybe a lot of students don't think, Oh yeah, I want to take AP gov. That sounds like a ripping good time. You know, just 
I mean, any subject could be right. like that, you know, chemistry or music theory or whatever. I'm like, right. but um, I wish I would have had students. I wish I had had like math experience like that. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have been like excited about math because I think I could have been. Sure. But I never really maybe had the personality in front of me that would just kind of made that connection. And I see countless times where there are students in your class that do achieve well in the AP exam, but then also more importantly are, are part of a subculture in yeah. the school of taking AP Gov. Yes. Like it's, it's a click in the best sense of the way, right? Right, there's, right. There's, yeah. It's an honor click, right? Yes. And I've been in there before like dropped in and you know with activities <laughs> there's always a, a high sense of buy-in with your with your students and that's something that we are certainly interested in having buy-in and having eyes look at you and having hands go up yeah. and um and i know that that's something that you've been very intentional about the way that you have sculpted your curriculum and the way that you um reach out to students so who, you know, I'm still fascinated that you weren't like chasing like your, your mom's job or your dad's job or, you know, this started very early. But so who have been or what have been some people that have kind of ignited you to, you're like, I want to do that. Like, right. Yeah. Maybe in your early high school days of teaching. And I, I think it just goes back to a collection of all your teachers you had. I don't know if you remember Mr. Bracken. Mm -hmm. Mr. Bracken would be labeled one of our crazy math teachers at mm -hmm. Concord. Many teachers would probably look at him and go, he's not a good teacher. He was a nice guy. He had goofy ideas of how to teach pre-calc. I think that's what mm -hmm. I had him for. And now you look at him and go, wait, this guy was enthusiastic. He, his ideas, I can still remember some of his little goofiness. And I can't remember, I can't tell you about the other guys, even though Mr. Dealer, I love to death. So I think, you know, those enthusi that, that enthusiasm there uh, my my student teacher or my supervising teacher at Northridge, that's where I student taught, uh, Tom Cataw, which is um, Morley's yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, grandpa. He was just big into organization, planning, and then the presentation of it. And so he really got on me as saying, you got to be organized. You got to be all that to do that. And I think that helped me not to be worried about like, what am I doing next? What am I, what's the big picture? I already knew that. So I could be focusing on my craft of teaching versus, uh, all right, here we go now to this. Oh, gosh, and wow. and uh, also I think coaching really helped because it was really getting me prepared to be with 30 people or so um, in class where in the coaching sense, you know, we have the whole offense or blah, blah, blah. So motivating them and, and being enthusiastic and knowing sometimes as a coach that we had an uphill battle to be victorious or we're going to win easy, but we better still show up type thing. I, I had to have that. Let's, let's do it. Let's go after it. So by the time I got into teaching, I was like, this is like, I've done this and I've prepared and ready to go. But I still would say I'm embarrassed to even want to know what Jack else thought about class. Cause it's, it's still, I'm learning my craft. Um, I'm still feeling like I got more to learn. And even this year I'm, I'm learning some things. So, uh, it's, it's not just like, I figure it out. Now I can sit back and watch these younger teachers panic every day or, you know, no, I, I think there's still parts of my job. It's more difficult today than it was when I first started. Well, I, I wish I could have taken AP with you. Yeah. I mean, I had, 
I had to take cut another jazz band class because my jazz band director was like, yeah, I know. But um, I was always fascinated just at like how the kids, like as Steve was saying, bought in. Um, and and we had in services at Concord where we were asked to observe a fellow teacher during our prep period. And I think I chose you yeah. as a couple of years back and, and that was like an AP Gov class. And I was just like amazed at your, just your note taking system that you taught your yeah. kids. And, and, you know, Steve has this saying that's come up on the podcast before, like you always have a choice and kids can walk into a lot of classes and go, oh, I, have to, I have to go to government today. But I think government, they say, Hey, I get to go to government, to today. government today. So yeah. you, you have like sculpted that with your kids. And I don't think that's an accident that like, there's a, there's this like, up sense when they get in that room and they pull out their notebooks and and you're standing in front of your smart board with your microphone to, and give it right because <laughs> yeah, you use the yeah. microphone right oh yeah he's he's all in so you have your system and you have this sense of rigor and yet the kids are like i'm in that's hard like <laughs> taking an ap gov class i mean maybe i said i, I shouldn't have said i would have taken ap gov oh you mean great got, uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Me and AP go way back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've told Steve I've hit the AP cycle. Um, I took five five classes and I got every score. Wow, <laughs> that is impressive. That is impressive. Maybe, uh, Not many yeah. people can say that. I, I don't know. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I just outed myself on the podcast. That's right. Okay, that's fine. Um, they so, don't know what the scores are. Some people won't. So <laughs> there, there you go. But the kids will. But the kids will. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, so so which one was the one? Yeah. <laughs> TBD. So how do you get that sense of rigor and, and yet have the kids go, I want to do this? How do you do that? It's truly a sweet spot because you got to know when you're going to press the pedal and when you're going to let off the pedal of, of pushing things with rigor. But I think just like so many teachers, because I don't want to act like I have the answer. Mm -hmm. and here you go, guys. <laughs> it's, it's what we're all doing. You know, you're meeting them at the door. You know, you're saying, how you doing today? It might be a fist bump. Before COVID, it might be shaking hands. Now it's just like we're fist bump or something. Came up on our last episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're just, you know, kind of already getting a chance to meet them before they walk in the door. Um, they already know what's happening when they walk in. They can see what's on the screen, their agenda, what to get ready. I just had a student the other day said, I really appreciate that you are organized enough that I can feel comfortable about what's going on oh, and not wow. kind of go, what, what are we going to do? What's happening? Unless I want to try to hide things from them just for fun. But... I think that helps them right away. But the expectation is just like, this is how we do it. Like, I'm not going to have the idea of like, well, you know, you don't really do much. Okay, we're, we're going to ignore you. Everybody else over here, I'm going to worry about. No, it's, this is how we do it. And we're going to help you if you're struggling. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to, I'm not going to talk about you and say, come on. But, you know, I can't just have you sit here. You know, your parents didn't pay me to sit here. I wish. I always tell them yeah. I, I'd be glad to like yeah. not do anything. Sit here, yeah. And and I think then, you know, as tough it is sometimes teaching it more than once, I got to remember this is the first time they've seen me about this, so I got to be enthusiastic about it. And I found so many subjects now. I'm like, I like that. I like that. Where some teachers go, I don't really like talking about that. I'm like, no, I got to make kids think like this is the greatest thing. Boom. Sliced bread, I think. Right? Sliced bread boom, was boom, another. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That might be. But uh, so I think that's really got me of showing that enthusiasm uh, so you you just spoke zero about your content not yet yeah. you spoke zero about like getting the kids to buy in there was nothing to do talked with about content. relationships yep 
meeting the kids, knowing the kids, and then you talked about knowing um, your teaching, knowing your teaching, be organized, well, organized, and how organized you must be to have a kid notice. Wow, you're really organized. I mean, that's big, and especially like the kind of kids you're teaching. I'm imagining are pretty high flyers, and they they really appreciate that they can walk in and just go, okay, okay, I see what's going on. Like, let's go. And because their lives are probably too much they probably got too much over scheduled so for them to see like even next week what we're somewhat things coming up they can make okay i can plan this yeah. out because it is it is tough for them and so i think for them to see that visual that helps out a little bit of what's going on but uh as i i think i always like to use analogy i don't say it in a negative sense but i'm always impressed with the music program that students are willing to say, yep, I know I got practice tonight, six to nine, I think, right? Mm -hmm, correct. And they're willing to do that. Yeah. I mean, what, where'd that come from? Yeah. I mean, seriously. And, and so I've used the analogy like, when is a student willing to stand in the rain to do his AP government homework? Because they're willing maybe to stand in the rain to do, go marching band. Sure. And that's that's awesome, that, 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 mm -hmm. that culture. So I think it, it feeds that like, if you can do this, you can do that. Now I don't say it that way, because that that's not gonna motivate kids. Sure. But the idea of like, hey, I have to have them buy into me. And that is to show interest in them, like we've said, to um, from whether it's like giving a birthday card to um, playing some music in, when they're coming in. Sure. Um, and oftentimes it's just any, I have the whole range. So when they're like, who's Johnny Cash? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we're, you know, playing yeah. some, but just to make it feel like hey we're, we're glad you're here and and once you can give them the buy-in then we can go anywhere we want then we can say we're going to write an argument essay and they're like you know where if you just say we're going to write an argument essay that, that sounds pretty intimidating but but uh once once they get yeah, <laughs> yeah. once they get into yeah. it now now they're ready to go and uh and then we're gonna have the lows and kids are gonna still be a little struggling i'm like look look where you've come and look where we're going you can do this and uh and it's fun at the end when the the ap exam that was easy. I thought they said that was going to be the epitome. And like, no, nah, I'll be nervous for you that day. You get to go show off everything you've done all year. And you, you've done such a and wonderful job. And the kids job. feel like that a lot of times. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's scary because there's no easy AP exam, as right. Jack has unfortunately told us. Uh, yeah, as you know as well. Sure. But on the other hand, the comfortable you know, familiarity of like, oh, yeah, I, I've seen this before. And it's no different in sports and music, like whatever it's the championship game whatever nothing should surprise you anymore like you've been through all this you're you're just get the you're ready for it yeah ready yeah for it. that's great yeah yeah i i love it i um you know i love hearing your enthusiasm and we have again have you even talked about the content and i wanted to back it up to something that you do with the students that you do um quote mandatory or drop-ins meetings oh, something yeah, like yeah. that tell us about that well and there again there's just another thing um so i call them three minute meetings mm -hmm. and so hopefully you can figure out how long they are because students always go three minute thanks to i i watch or the apple maybe if they would have four minute on their timer because they have some automatic defaults it might have been a four minute meeting but it was there was a three so it became a three minute meeting sponsored by apple <laughs> <laughs> maybe i can get the new apple, right, hashtag right. apple teacher yeah. yeah so i uh yeah I require for my AP students, they're gonna to have to actually, this is the week that they have to get it done if they haven't for the past six weeks. Um, I look at their information sheet, they turn in like on day two. I just ask some leading, I mean, open-ended questions. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, so I see that Mr. Peterson is your favorite teacher. Tell me more about that, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, wait, that, 
Oh, dang! <laughs> dang! Oh, uh, got him. <laughs> so, the uh, three-minute meeting, I'll just ask some questions, and then I'll say, do you have any questions about me? Maybe you want to ask me something that I, you know, or concerns or questions. So, once again, just trying to, like, talk to them about their lives, their out, things they do outside of school, and just help them kind of say, like, yeah, I want to know more about you, and maybe there's some tough names, too. So, that's where I'm like, help mm. me to say your name correctly, because I don't want to screw that up. And we'll have one even in the middle of the semester, I call a five minute meeting, but that's optional. But again, it's kind of to check up on you. How are things going? Um, and then I even look at their FRQs to say, here are some things as an AP reader, I would have said you might want to work on, even though you're doing well, but we don't want to just do okay. You know, we want you to do this much better come the AP exam time. Is that outside of school, outside of class time? Yeah, so SRT, which now is more limited, mm -hmm. uh, readiness check. And then we have uh, before school or after school or lunchtime. So like one class is right, you know, split lunch. So I can easily just say, hey, let's just stay in here. Sure, because I could imagine you have, like, especially in your AP classes, you got some kids that you're seeing on the fringe and you're like, come on, come on, you can do this, you can do right. this. And I imagine that's like a good time to kind of check in with those kids when you're maybe short on class time trying to get through your content. Yeah, it's... I'm, I think that's somewhat of a weakness sometimes because they know I'm going bell to bell per se. I mean, give them some time to pack up, but it's not just hang out. Let's, let's see how life is going. I mean, let, let's get going in class. So that before class or the three minute meeting, sometimes that's where I say like, yeah, I still care about you. Want to know how things are going. And what a great, you. what a great message for the students yeah. to get to know that and then help their comfort level in the classroom because they know that Mr. Fofero is interested in them as a human, not just a student in the desk. Yeah, and, and I had a, actually I, um, when I was on Salt Lake City this summer with a uh, former AP student, he was, uh, he works out there and, uh, but he's getting married. And so I said, hey, let's, let's get together since I don't, I can't come out here for the wedding. And um, one thing he paid a compliment to me, which, which I think I could say, yeah, that would be me, is that he goes, you never, I never outworked you. He was talking as an athlete, but also he, was, he had me for AP government. He said, I know you were working just as hard or even harder than I was. That it wasn't like, yeah, go go to your iPad and go do something. I'll be over here. You know, like, hey, he's put some time and effort into this, or I know he's prepared. So I think, again, kind of being along with him on that journey, not just, here's a tough, tough question. Good luck to you. That I'm, I'm going to be with him with, on that. Oh, what a compliment. And like, yeah. That, and also you're modeling those skills for the kids and saying, yeah. I'm, I'm in this, I'm in the boat with you, as we kind of say, like, I'm in the boat with you, but like, I'm doing this and you can see how I'm doing it. Maybe you can learn something from that too. Right. Very good. Very exactly. good. Yeah. And I think even though this is not in the public school realm, but my, my background as a Catholic, I think the more I've been involved with that, that is, you know, kind of that idea of like, always helping the common man, always trying to put other people first, mm. all those things. I'm, I'm still every day learning that because I keep screwing up. But um, in terms of like, I know I could do better. I think that has helped me too to say like, you know what, I'm, I'm in a great profession that I can be helping others. I can be helping these students that sure. um, really have some major issues. And I'm very thankful mm. that um, I can maybe lend some ideas and then like for all of us to, as a village to help them out. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. How do you how do you work with you know thinking about these three minute meetings and five minute meetings and let's say you you have a um, core of kids and 
you know that there are some students that the way that they come in with their their aptitude with social studies that you have a feeling like early on they could be at a four or five yeah. right and then you have some students that come in with a pretty solid solid baseline you're like you know they're like hitting at a three and then of course every class is you know there's a lot of diversity in each classes and inevitably you would you know think about you know if you were kind of thinking ahead some students would be like at a two and like i need to get them up to a three and then where 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 do you find time or where do you find um energy or hope with the students that you feel aren't close so you know you might have a kid come in he's wearing kentucky stuff you know you know right away it's gonna be tough you know, <laughs> if he's wearing something in butler gear you're like hey this guy that's my that's why my boys had a hard time in your yeah, class I, they, I didn't, they yeah. come rolling in with their wildcats just gear. like gosh i'm like geez these kids are already you know you talk about family influences like man this is hopefully their mom is trying to help them you, you know? probably thought today was pajama day <laughs> <laughs> and you know college board will say you know our goal is always you know you're trying to help kids that get a two to the three and three to four and stuff but i'll tell students in the early in the semester i'm like look my goal is for you to become okay a productive citizen okay and if we can become citizens the exam will take care of itself all right, we're not we're not worried about that. Now I go, sure. Throughout the whole whole course, I'm going to be talking about, you know, strategies with our skills and content, because that's what it is. I go just like in football, we don't say, hey, you can't touch the ball because in soccer you don't. I'm like no, no. So we're going to teach that stuff. But I'm not going to sit here every day going, well, you're not going to do well if you don't get this done. I, so, I I try to let them understand that it's going to be fine by the time I said, I said, right now you're going to be really struggling on some things. And even some of the students that are like four or five, maybe ability, they might be, you know, going, boy, I'm even questioning myself a little bit, but again, we don't, we don't want them to fail. We want them to struggle and to find ways to become successful. The lower ones, if you want to call it that, they're going to still be doing great things. And, you know, I, if, if it does happen that they don't get a qualifying score on that day, May 6th, um, that that just wasn't your day perfectly. But you're going to have a great life. You, you're going to be a great citizen. You're going to do great things. Uh, and, and so you, you, we try not to put so much emphasis. On the other hand, um, it is a great feeling when that student they'd say maybe it was a three, got a four or five, or, or a student that maybe was going to maybe not even get a qualifying score gets that and it is some pride you know you, you yeah because that is the comparison you know right. of, of other things and um or for that student to just you know say i've never gotten a qualifying score but i know i'm going to do it in your class and we so we goal set a little bit and talk about those things but that's right at the beginning we don't like how do you feel now three months later but we, we talk about some goals and i say if your goal is not to get a qualifying score then i don't know why you're here but i have like five or six students this year that have never taken ap which is awesome. I love it. Versus, oh, you've never taken it. Oh, this is bad for you. I'm, yeah. I'm glad for them to step up in that rigor. Yeah. You know, in athletics, we would say, you don't want to be playing always the lower level teams. You want to be going against the top teams. Yeah. You want to be competing because that's going to make you better. And it's hard for students to realize that because we're, we're into the, I want to get A's and everything. But then they go to their next level of education and go, wait, they didn't get us ready. And so you want to have that rigor, not because you're going to go to college, but you also want to make them understand that 
yeah, this is a college level course, but with high school support. It's like the whole thing is like a commercial. <laughs> Sponsored by. Sponsored by my AP classroom. But, I'm but, for but let me give you still props, you guys. I mean, everything I've seen with your program, because again, growing up as a kid here to always, not like we have this big wall that I can't hear yeah. or see or kids. I mean, my successful kids, Ava Yoder. I'm giving her a shout out. I mean, she's one of my eight peers. I mean, she's tremendous. Sure. And she understands the expectations of things and she's willing to step up and on that. And and so um it's it's that whole culture of yeah. of high expectations of what we want. Right. And yeah, I think that's good to know that it, it doesn't even have to begin with like marching band or begin with AP history or student council, but they, they can connect the dots. Yeah. They can have like success and rigor in one area and the punctuality and the being, you know, disciplined and being, you know, um, organized with their time. And they can start applying it to other parts of their life, being a close reader, right? Mm -hmm. Being a detailed note taker that's going to help them in the next phase of yeah. college. Um, learning to, to know who my teacher is and taking the time to talk to the adults in my life. Right. I, and I think you one time you saw me do a fishbowl discussion. Yes. And, you know, that that's some, somewhat pressure on kids, but they've been used to communicating and they know that whether it's going to be in a college class, you're going to have to have discussions over whatever or whatever job you have. You know, you're not going to just be in your own cubicle on your computer. You're going to have to have meetings with people. And you're going to have to communicate things. So for sure, this is that that life skill. And I, I, I think, again, I, I know I keep giving you guys props, yeah. but I mean it. it it's. I've never had a kid say, "Boy, those those, those music directors—they—they're—they're they're too hard," you know. No, always great things. And and again, when you see what makes students click, or who they like to go, like, hey, we want to do some of those things. Yeah. And and I think uh, I've liked what Steve has sometimes done. No offense to you, Jack, but um, we we play jokes on each other sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. I think sometimes yeah, yeah. Yeah. students need to see that. They need to be able to see like, hey, we're having fun here. It's right, not just because right. we're getting paid and stuff. Right, right, right. And I don't know if you want to share that story with the covers that on. I think on the Timpani. Timpanis. Yeah. Yeah. The covers. Do you remember what you did there? You remember that story? <laughs> you got sure lots of stories. Yes. Nobody else is playing jokes on me like okay. this. Okay. What so did I do? I, I I don't remember what I did to you, but this was kind of like revenge. So like every. I don't know if it was every musician that I had for AP or whomever, but throughout the day, they kept coming with those covers. I don't know if you got new ones so you could get rid of these, but they all kept coming down saying, hey, I just wanted to give you this. And I was like, what? And I go, I know it's Peterson. He did this. But it's that type of thing that, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not a cruel and unusual joke or something. Sure, as sure, you, you know, sure. It's something fun. And, you know, sometimes when we have our doors shut, I know for security, crap, blah, blah, blah. But, they just don't have that like where you can walk by and pop Congenial, in and, right, yeah, and say, hey, "Hey, what's going on?" Right. Yeah. No, that's no. I think I think the students do enjoy seeing the um, camaraderie and the friendship and the um, sharing jokes. You know, that's certainly something yeah. fun. And I think as a student too, you kind of remember that was kind of fun to see your students or see your teachers as as human and and seeing their interactions. Um, so. I mean, I don't wear a mustache or something just to try to, you know, motivate kids. But 
I know there's just that's lots like of ways. I just there's there's I mean, lots of ways to motivate. Times, Matt. You dark be, times. You got to be a desperate fool to grow a mustache and be named Steve Peterson and not like have facial. Well, hair. goodness for you, yeah. I was gonna say you didn't actually grow yeah. a mustache. Jack looks great with mustache. Yeah. Okay, but now we I'd be gray, so that's why I can't wear my my goatee anymore. But so on that, so those look cool though. No, I'm not gonna be Breaking Bad guy type, you know, where I'm looking. Like, <laughs> I mean, his name's Walter White. Name's I know. But... Say his name. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jeff. <laughs> so Michael can't. Okay, yeah, we're good. Sorry, yeah, say yeah. his yeah. name. <laughs> no, but but okay. what? Without a doubt, you know. Um, now, like I said, you keep learning things, and so as I travel, like when I went to Monticello. I got a decoration and pennant shirt, so I'm wearing that. This year I was in Philadelphia. Well, actually, last over spring break. Got a, I'm just a Bill shirt, so you can have some themes and fun yeah. with those things. Whatever you can do, you know. The obviously the Hamilton music, you can play some of that when we're doing some things. Um, to um, playing changes by David Bowie when we're talking about the amendment process. Um, playing uh, from Snap, I got the power when we're talking about divisions of power. So whatever you can do to make it exciting, unique, or to say to students, why do you think I'm playing this song? You know, and they're like, because you're old and you like your old music. I'm like, no, because it's, it's a message. You know, <laughs> you know? so uh, so music's definitely still been part of my life. Yeah. Um, I didn't say after my freshman year, back then, band and sports, sometimes it was like, hey, I, I don't want to march and not play football. Um, and, and Mr. Jones never, and I, he never said like, make a decision, but I did. And, and there's somewhat of a regret, um, on that. But, um, on the other hand, I never felt like they looked at me and despised me and said, Goodness. we don't like you cause you don't, you're not in band anymore. And I think, again, that's all part of the, like, yeah, we care about you. We don't care about, you know, what, cause you're not in the band yeah. or not. But, right. uh, so, and it, even Phil Beatty, who was you know drum major i i love that was your friend yes he was oh very close friend he lived in green valley but then when i came back i lived with him for about six months before my mom came back because i was kind of homesick that's why i moved back and then so i yeah so i lived with him so oh yeah so when drum he major. won yeah yeah when he won i was like they won the championship, or not he, yeah, yeah when yeah. they won the championship yeah. that was 92 yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's good yeah on that's that good Phil Beatty. yeah, yeah. Well, um, you said something earlier that really got my attention and thinking about, um, you said that now that you have a system because you've been teaching enough years that you have your plan in place and whether it's a calendar or notebooks or power or PowerPoints or whatever, but you have your highway, the way you're going. And so you're not, you know where you're going. So it allows you to um, be more comfortable in your teaching. Yeah. And makes me think about young teacher Steve and young teacher Jack and young teacher Matt, like first year teacher, where it it was trying to keep the content straight. And that was like all that was, you know, yeah, you're looking at the wheel, you're, you're just not looking, looking at the road. You're just like taking out stop signs because you're just like so closed in and your teaching is not a craft. Oh. It was like a recitation, right? <laughs> exactly. Right? And so, but you know, that's such like, and obviously that's a big pull of years, 28 yeah. years, and you have a lot of things built up. But um, to the young teachers that may be listening or to the hello. students, hello out there, or to the students that are listening that, you know, that you see a teacher like Mr. Ferraro that 
it's because of that those years of um, organizing and planning and re-sculpting the lesson maybe in may or june he goes back and like i'm going to add this in or you're going to the my ap classroom or you're going over the standards again and you're you know, you, you met somebody in Tempe in Arizona and they did this kind of something for this trial and, but you're constantly kind of massaging it, right? Tweak, right. Tweaking it um, so you can be a better teacher, so you can communicate better. And without a doubt, you know, one quote I will either say to other teachers or people, and that is, if you don't grow, you should go. And the idea of that, you should never feel like, I got it. And, you know, it's, it's, other teachers might say this too, but yeah, I, I feel bad for my first year students I had because I was like, man, that was what I was doing. But that was the best I knew at that point. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to do, do the best. I don't fault myself for that. But I do look out and say, boy, I kept getting better and better. And, and, and even like I, when I was telling you, Jack, like, man, I wish you could see me now, you know, type thing. And um, I wish you could see me now. <laughs> I'm a little different than I was in a Can you see me? Look at me. Don't look. And I, I, I know with like the content. Yeah, sure. If you're going to ask me something about the Constitution, I feel like I can tell you that. But my first year, you're like, uh, let me see. <laughs> and C O N. Okay. But there's been a lot of <laughs> when I say beg, borrow, and steal. Sure, I'm, a lot of people I've went to and asked for, what do you do, how do you do this? And and looking at lesson plans, and I can remember, you know, going on the internet, just typing in government lesson plans way back in the day, and there was hardly anything. Now, it, you know, AI can say- oh, Matt from Ferrell you know, comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plan like yeah, that's me. Says. Yeah. Hey. But, but now, sometimes it's more of like, what makes students think, what makes them, you know, tick in terms of like things and, I, I'm, I read a book, actually my wife and I uh, read this summer, um, it's called um, um, How to Outsm Wait, How to Outsmart Your Brain, sorry, now I just remember the top, okay. topic, How to Outsmart Your Brain, and because why, it's, and then the byline was like, how learning is hard, and uh, it's a psychologist out of Virginia, and it, it's been great, I actually took excerpts, with credit, took excerpts and gave it to students, but like, here's how, better ways to take notes, so I try to improve for my AP students, take wow. notes to... Um, what to do in class when you're listening to somebody and preparing for that to more recently, I, I, here's how to get ready for a test. Here's some things during a test. I used to have some general things, but I mean, this guy went into depth about some things. I'm like, oh yeah. He's like, you know, the old quote of like, um, go with your first gut feeling, you know, never go. Yeah. He's like, no, you, it really might be the second choice. He goes, you might've spent five or 10 more minutes on other questions and then came back and said, boom. And he had some research to back like, spending more time on a question that might be the mm. second choice well what a gift to give your kids like yeah. teaching them how to study i mean i i feel like i it took me a while to figure that all out and and we see kids now um you know especially after covid like are trying to relearn school and are trying to be college ready i mean what a gift yeah when you go to college you know you see professors in a and you have a class of 200 if you go to a school like well will not be named today um but no, that, this is a podcast I pointed to the Kentucky shirt. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you get no attention from your teacher once you get to college or very little attention. Yeah. And to be in a room and saying, no, here's how you do it. No, here's how you do this. Okay, do it. Watch me do this. And not even talking about content, just talking about the method. The process. Yeah, I mean, that is huge. And I'll even say, okay, not just for college, but when your boss says, I want you to do X, Y, Z, and he doesn't give you anything, 
you better know how to be internalizing or taking notes or doing things. So I said, either you figure it out and you'll be eventually the manager or boss, or you'll be still the worker listening to others that kept moving up the ladder. And that's okay to still be at the lower end. Right. That, that's fine. Right. Um, but I, last year I took, uh, I read a book um, called um, Deliberate Practice and um, another psychologist out of Florida State. So we, I know that's yeah. our, <laughs> but um, he basically studied all these different realms from music to like chess players, to education, to athletes. Why were they better, you know, in different things. And, and he talked about this deliberate practice and, and the great analogy was with music. He just didn't say, he said, you don't just say, hey, tonight work on this song. Sorry, it's so basic in my yeah, example. Sure for 30 minutes, do that every night. He goes, that is not deliberate practice, that's just practice. He said, if you say, work on the song tonight and three times you need to go through it perfect. That's deliberate practice, making sure you're focused in on what you're doing, not just saying, hey, I'm gonna study. Study what? You know, or I'm just going, you know, just kind of going, not having any focus or purpose. And he talked about like even Ben Franklin, he was a great chess player, but he never became an elite one because he never practiced. He, he just always played and never had a focus of, of going through those things and, and getting feedback from maybe a, a chess master to say, this is what you need to do. And, you know, they even talked about how musicians are labeled. Hey, they got it. They got an ear. They they're just naturally. But they don't talk about those thousands of hours. Yeah. I think he used the Suzuki. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. These people are working. They're working their tail off. Right. And it's kind of a disservice to say, well, you're just, you know, you're talented. Well, certainly there's an aptitude, but there's thousands of hours right. in a practice room like this. And that kind of goes back to you saying that student that might not feel like they're going to pass the AP exam to go, look, sure, some other people may in the past have had success in things, but your brain, unless you have something truly cognitive wrong, is capable of being awesome and doing all yeah. these great things. And that with that deliberate practice. Yeah. And that's when a student struggles. I'm like, all right, let's look at what you're doing because it's not working. Right. <laughs> and you gotta change it. Change the process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, how cool it is to hear you talk like about sharpening your own tools yeah. like that. I mean, just hearing how excited you're getting yes. about it is is like um, inspiring for me. Yeah. Just listening to you talk about books that you've read and trying to incorporate these practices during the day and and I hope I hope some of your students sniff out this episode and get to listen to you kind of go to town about some of these things that you're, you're right. feeling is passionate because that I think that's so valuable for kids to see that like authenticity and I know you show that off in your classroom every day, every day but to see it on a different side and just like when you're going home and like geeking out about stuff looking at it I mean that's that's huge that's great yeah. that's great and to to own that and then to share it freely and you know working through books about um, psychology yeah. and using it for your best practices, but then flipping it and giving it to the kids. And that's- And modeling that that's like something that we do as adults in our careers is like trying to get better. Yeah, exactly. And, and the other book I read is about, it's called Influence. And it was just all about how people get other people to do things, you know, to the, the great experience of the Harry Krishners when they were at the airports, airports and they would give you something, guess what you would feel obligated to do? Take it. Get, get, take it and then what you would do is you would maybe give them a donation because you took something from them yeah. and so kind of that same thing as a teacher i'm willing to give more i'm willing to you know do things for them for that buy-in for that hey let's i'm gonna yeah this this seems tough but let's let's go for it we're, we're gonna have to have this discussion that i'm not used to speaking in front of others but i'm gonna go for it you know because 
they knew I gave something to them to kind of give something back in a real basic sense. Basic sense. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I'm sure. So, and I have those books. You guys are more than welcome. I know Steve, as a Kentucky fan, may not be able to read as well. He can read music, Dang. but obviously um, that might be. Dang. Yeah. I mean, uh, we uh, we apologize for anybody that's listening south of the border, you know. Um, of the Indiana border. The Indiana border, Indiana border there, but uh, hey, you know. Um, well, hey, one thing before we go, this is not sarcastic. I know it was on the heels of being tar heel of tar heels nice. of being tar heels. Okay, um, of what part of um, government, what section or topic? I know, like. All your students think you love every part of government because you do. But what's that one you're like, it's the middle of March and I get to do this or it's first week of November and I'm going to talk about this case or this concept. What's like, the one? Like my go-to? Yeah, like, what's, yeah, what's yeah, your yeah. thing? Well, with my regular government, we do what we call service learning. And what that is in the purest sense, because there's lots of different ways they can accomplish it for my different varying levels. Um, they can take basically standards of our class and apply it to the community. So like students could say, we want to get a stoplight or a four-way stop oh, yeah. at a certain area. Um, to Some students may choose just to do independent service learning where they write letters to elected officials. And, and that's always fun because every single semester, I'm getting different things accomplished uh, we have a group of students this year that want to improve minuteman away what they're talking about maybe speed bumps some way to slow people down to maybe a three i don't know if it's going to be a three-way stop but, or turn lanes so we can because now we have one exit um well technically two but yeah, sure. yeah. So, but yeah. those types of things are like you never know what you're going to get um or to the student that comes back and says i got a letter back from the president i mean those <laughs> those are the cool things in that class Dang. you never know um, in AP government, I, I would think are really where I'm at right now with our, our Congress simulation, our learning about Congress. Um, we, everybody gets um, labeled a House member or Senate member and they're proposing bills. Mm -hmm. We're just getting into it. Um, so for them to obviously kind of try to get the bill process and see how that is, students really enjoy that. Yes, they do, because we hear them talk about yeah. that stuff. That's yeah. cool. And, and that. that are just our Socratic discussions to sit in a circle and for me to throw a question out, try to shut up, which, you know, is tough as a teacher, but, mm -hmm. and to let them talk and go, oh, wait, yeah. And like, I do know something I, I can contribute because sometimes kids are like, I don't, you can do it. You can do that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the fun part, letting them do that work and not realize it's work. That's, that's the fun part on that. And of course, when North Carolina wins and then the next day, you know, Kentucky loses, I can yeah. talk. That's that's also a great day for sure. me, too. Well, they, they were pretty oh. spectacular last year in the NCAA. Oh, wait, they didn't make it. Jack, please cut, 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 <laughs> out. <laughs> cut this out. Please, this part he waits for the, the, la he waits yeah. the buzzer beater to get that yeah, in. just waiting for that's some. You know, I feel like Switzerland over here. I'm just like. You weren't you were, you were a, a high-brass yeah. teacher. Yeah. Like, like, I just uh, like music and kids. Yeah, that's it. Okay, well, well it's that time. So, Matt, do you have anything you want to plug for our listeners? Got any social media? Any anything? Yeah, like oh. things to listen to. Things to listen to, things... social media wise. Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm, I, but you're, the chops you're... for sure. I, I would say, <laughs> I would say, Here's your eating <laughs> pork chops or some type of food that with Ooh. chops, like steak chops. I mean, 
I was hoping we might be at like a restaurant. I was thinking mm. downtown Chicago, some great like steak, like Lowry Steakhouse. Yeah, chop, chop yeah. house type well, place. Well, maybe we can get Martin's to like, you know, do like a lamb chop special, and we, you know, we do it over there. Oh, like in the balcony yeah, up top, and, and we like, oh live show, chops with chops, chops with chops. But but I think I don't know if you said it maybe at the beginning of your first podcast, but what the word chops is about in terms of what your passion is with this. I think it fits perfectly to what you were wanting to do. Yeah. And, and many people younger are like, what do you mean get your chops? Yeah. You know, it is kind of an yeah. awkward, but it really is going through the process and learning it yeah. and continue to keep improving because I mean, life is, you know, it's, it's a journey. It's not a destination, you know, blah, blah, but it is yeah. so true. Mm -hmm. And even when we're done teaching, we're going to still have that passion for whatever it is, whether it's our family, our friends and things. And yeah. you, you can't just say, all right, I got there. I got yeah. it all. Cause even those people still want more. Well, this has been a great, this is good. great time. Oh. Appreciate you taking time I am. from the family and being with us. And it, it is, um, you know, it's great for us to to talk and to get that i mean because i get tired talking to jack i mean it's like I, you know i know what's gonna he know, yeah. <laughs> jack is they no jack like no it's great like we enjoy talking to each other and just trying to stir up new stuff but it is get uh yeah we wonderful. get caught in our own circles too we do so we, we gotta, gotta chase each other up. around yep. and um but as a um as cl in closing for all our chops listeners remember that we love to have the follows on podcast either on spotify or apple I got an apple. There yep. we go, nice. Apple. Uh, we'd love to get some um, stars, uh, give us a rating, and then also give us some feedback with typed word. Follow us on Chops underscore podcast on TikTok or Chops underscore podcast on Instagram. And a big shout out to Jay Hinkle over here, J Dog, um, putting together the um, social media feeds, doing our little clips. Those have been fun. Oh, we, can we put you on our Instagram, by the way? Yes. Per, oh, sweet. I give you permission. Can you can you put a can you put a Kentucky yeah, shirt? Yeah, I know. I know can that you, one. Jack? The, oh, oh, like no, oh, I'm not that fancy. Yeah. No, but Jack does a good job of kind of getting those reels going, and that gets people interested. And um, so, all right. So for Steve Peterson, Jack Hinkle, and Matt Ferfero, we're out of here. Yeah.